Hey everybody, welcome to episode 60 of Upon Further Review. And this episode's a special one because it's a counterpoint episode. Every 10th episode, every 10th episode you watch a film considered one of the worst ever made. And we talk about if that reputation is fair or not. Most of the time they are fair. This is Noah Kinsey. And Jonesy. And you're listening to the UFR Podcast. Roll it! This episode, the counterpart episode, we watched Fifty Shades of Grey from 2015. The sequel mm. just came out. What was it, Fifty Shades Darker? Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, shit, I got that right? Uh-huh. Damn. And then I don't know what the <laughs> next one is. I not know what it was. That's funny. But, yeah, so overall, your thoughts? Like, just like a summary of your overall thought, and we can dig into this I thought shit. this was the best comedy I've seen this uh-huh. year. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how I feel. Because you saw it, it with your wife, right? I did. Me and my wife both watched that it. That would have been more fun. Yeah, like to watch you, it with somebody. Oh, I watched watch it, by it by myself. Yourself? And kind of like Catwoman because I kept getting more and more mad. I kept getting more and more drunk. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Like another shot. Fine. Fuck it. Oh yeah. Like I went through like three, oh, okay. three or There's four the leather mixed drinks. Again. Another shot. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, yeah. my wife and I, you play the drinking game. We played the fucking game. So anytime they were fucking on screen, we were fucking in the living room. So we. It was actually pretty good. We both finished. But, but did, uh, that's good. You know? So I feel there was there's a lot of dopamine yeah. <laughs> happening as I was sure. watching this movie, uh, which turned out to be much more fulfilling than I think if we just kind of sat there and I can tell you unequivocally, this. yes, you are correct. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 kind of ridiculous, right? Like, it, it's almost borderline, in my opinion. If it was borderline farcical... It, I wish they would have gone that way because like made it a comedy was out of so it. flat. Dude, I can totally and utterly agree with you. Like, Because I was expecting something, what? some sort of perspective, something. The director is not a bad director. It's Sam uh, Taylor Johnson, uh, who's Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife. I don't the know. The dude, he was, he was uh, I mean, they, they didn't call him Quicksilver, but he was uh, one of the twins in the Avengers uh-huh. in... Uh, what was it? Was it uh Yeah, Avengers Silver 2. Surfer? No, Avengers 2. He was uh-huh. the one that runs really fast uh-huh. that spoiler alert dies at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it Quicksilver? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean they call him that. They call well, yeah, because they're technically that character is both in the X movies, right. and this one. But he was in that. He was in Godzilla. He was in Kick Ass. Yes, got it. So Thank this you. is his wife. She's like older, like quite a bit older than him. <laughs> Good for um, him. Yeah, but like she directed it, and we'll kind of get some of the trivia. Normally for the Counterpoint episode, our trivia is kind of lacking because it's not interesting, and that probably should have been a warning sign to them that it's uh-huh. the behind the scenes stuff. But some of this is like really, really, really. Well, I mean, let, let's let's just bullshit really. Fast. I mean, overall, the I'm like the 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 three things that we're always looking for when we're talking about a good movie, right? We're looking at a solid character, we're looking at unique conflict, and we're looking at change. And I mean, well, okay, yeah, right. To me, I was trying to find. I think there's unique characters here. I truly feel that there are some unique characters that haven't been fully developed well enough yet, or they didn't give us enough time to 
see them in their true element. I feel like it just jumped way too quickly because we go from uh, what's her name? Anna Anastasia, Stasia, right? Like I initially go- called her not Bella. <laughs> basically. Initially. Um, so basically we get, we see her in the, uh, wherever she like, uh, college or whatever right like yeah dressing all frumpy yeah you know what i mean and then all of a sudden the thing that was weird to me is she goes to do an interview for For her her friend friend. when does that happen never ever ever look at bro look at i got the fucking interview with the top motherfucker in like the world right now oh but by the way don't read the questions beforehand right because i want you to be thrown off guard as you read them to the person that you're interviewing yeah that whole scenario was just the dumbest shit to me personally i was like no, 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 no. So I'm like, and we don't even know that girl, right? We no. go directly from just being like, okay, fine, I'll go or whatever, to her basically getting hit on and then the entire time being stalked. Literally. L- that's basically what happened. Some of, it, some of that genuinely bothered me. Like when after she kind of ended things with him and she was in a different state with her mom and he uh-huh. showed up. Yeah. And her mom's like, I'll give you some time alone. It's like, no, mom, you're supposed to be like, <laughs> like that seems like a scene straight out from fear. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg like, where hey, it's you like. got a lot of money. I can't do shit. That's terrifying that right. he tracked her down like he's stalking her so much he knows when she's in a different state and he f- and he flies there that's psycho shit right yeah, there totally. that's not mom you are a bad mom the awkward control you know like wow. way over control i yeah. mean which makes me curious because you know that there is like something wicked deep that that dude's hiding mm. and i think for me i'm curious what the fuck that is but that's the only thing that i at, at all held on to as like a dangling carrot towards but, this entire film i would agree but i felt Okay, so my issue with this film, kind of the overarching you're going to have, this is my theme through the whole thing, and I think behind the scenes it kind of explains it a little bit, but there was no perspective. There was no, like, they would throw something out there that any other film would explore or be deeper, but this is like every little thing that could go deeper, kind of like what you're talking about, Uh they would just gloss over. Yeah. I mean, even the stuff, the fact that he was fucking molested as a little kid Uh by one of his mom's friends or something was so shrugged off in this film. Like, it was nothing. I'm just going to say this, though. Like, your mom was kind of hot, so she probably had hot best friends. It wasn't like you were getting molested by your mom's fat friend at church. You know what I'm saying? Sure, but ex- I'm just saying. But explore that. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> but I understand you. But explore. Well, it. but I'm just like, if it's not a big deal, we need to kind of explore why it's not as big of a deal as like on paper it would look. Uh-huh. Or if it is a big deal, you gotta fucking react to that, right? Because that could explain a lot of why he was so messed up in the head. Well, my assumption is that there. This is how many books? Three books? There's or three books. Fucking whatever. My assumption is we're gonna get to the to that oh, stuff. Oh, if only that that writer was that good. Really, you I don't heard get that they any, don't. Not, that's what I heard. That's the again. That's the only thing for me. That little nugget of the why for him. I don't really give a fuck about Anastasia. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't. No. She just she wants a good not, dick. She that's was really not what she wants. She didn't even know she wanted a good dick until yeah. she got the good dick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She he, was a virgin. And then he did. Which he her. was surprised. It's like, did you not see her bangs? Of I'm course just, she's of course a virgin. Was, exactly. Did you not see what she's wearing? <laughs> like, she looks super Jesus. frumpy. Which reminded me of Catwoman, where it's like, so bad on the costume department to uh-huh. be like, we're going to make her super frumpy because so then she can transform. It's like, uh-huh. this isn't she's all that. Okay. Yeah. Like, fucking have her in realistic shit. Right. She's not Amish. Like, have her dress. 
normal stuff. And she had, at one point, she had a flip phone. I'm like, what Whoa. century is, what decade is this in? <laughs> right. Like, come was on. That a burner? But it's it was sex burner. And that you know who did the music? Did you see? Hans Zimmer, right? Dan Danny Elfman. Oh, Danny Elfman. Oh shit. Like I'm like, Tim Burton not paying you enough, bro, that you have to do this. <laughs> That's movie? what it got nominated for, didn't it? It got nominated no, for No, it got nominated for the weekend song. Oh. The... <laughs> like that <laughs> Thank you. bullshit. Thank you. Yeah. Uh well then. So I thought that was yeah, and I can't believe the movie is over two hours long. It felt it. Yeah. It was so flat. It literally was so flat. And kind of to your point, there could have been interesting scenes that you could have, like, to develop the characters. But right. instead, the scenes were given, I felt like, were the it ones that— It was like a stupid that, cat and mouse game, dude. And contract negotiations. That was it. I did not need to see multiple <laughs> scenes of contract negotiations. I like, know. that's the shit that needs to stay on the cutting room floor. <laughs> like, I don't need to see Jack Bauer going, can you hold on a sec? I have to use the bathroom. Like, I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah, I don't right. need that part. I right. don't need to see him eat food. Yeah, Like, yeah, just yeah, get yeah. to what's important. Yeah, you got to cut off half an hour of contracts in this Jesus. entire movie. No, I agree with you, man. And to which end... It's just it 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 felt emotionally flat. And for there was me. the ke- the and it was the trying chemi- really hard. Yeah, but the chemistry between the two of them there was none, or at least oh, it was bummer. cut in a way where it's like I didn't feel like their dialogue together. The uh-huh. the two leads was the worst back and forth dialogue in a movie ever. It felt so unnatural. Oh, totally. There was no chemistry. So like whenever they're even the sex scenes, I'm like, but I. I've seen more chemistry, but I'm sorry, between Donnie and Marie Osmond <laughs> than in this movie. You asshole. I was just, man, I was like, there's no chemistry. And the yeah. dialogue, the stuff that they were saying back and forth where. I'm like, that's what turns you on. Okay. Gosh, like, it just. The, it's just crazy to me, too, that he basically is like, you a virgin. All right, I'm going to f- make love to you. I'm going to honey dick your ass. So good that then you're going to let me disrespect you for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's basically yeah. what he did, right? Like, that's what it felt like to me. Uh, which I was like, damn, girl, get some self-respect. You know? Yeah. But then again, at the same time, I mean, I'd probably take it like that, too, if he was going to give me that type of money. You know, that I'd, I'd do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And one thing I was a little confused um, with the movie. So I just... Like Anastasia, Anna, whatever you want to call her, I felt it was the it to me. I mean, I don't know the BDSM world, so maybe I'm wrong about this. But I thought one of the one of the appeals for people is for roles to switch. So, like from what I've heard in like podcasts and stuff like that, that a lot of like <laughs> I've researched has um, never done yeah, it. Okay. Like. One of my friends, we'll call him Boa, um, <laughs> um, it was saying, like, with Dominatrix, a lot of their clients are, like, CEOs and really high-powered dudes that want to be, like... Ball-stomped? Yeah. And so, for me, it's, like, it doesn't make sense why she... Because she's so, like, submissive in life in general. It doesn't make yeah. sense why she wouldn't want to be the dominant one. And same thing with him. Like, he's in control of everything. Wouldn't he... Like, it just didn't... It felt... Like, from everything that I have heard, once again, not my world. Right, right, right. I'm not really into that stuff. Well, um, until you do it. To each it. their own. No, it's you know, fine. Until you do um, it. But, like, I, f- I felt like that just 
didn't really make sense. Yeah. And for one, I know it's from the book, so I'll fault the book. Um, one of my friends used to have the Twitter Fifty Shades of Suck, where basically <laughs> she would just put lines from the book as tweets uh-huh. because they're just awful. Like it was terribly written Twilight fan fiction that was turned into this, and apparently the way like things sexually were described is just garbage. Right, right. Once again, I haven't I haven't read it, but I thought that was uh, very funny. I found a the when the book came out, everybody was getting crazy about it, and I was just like, "What the hell are these fucking Midwest moms going crazy it's like for?" The first, I mean, erotica has been around for a long time in yeah, books. I mean, my but grandma it's like, reads the, the shit multi- out of that yeah. stuff, you know. But this is the first like mainstream. You one. think your grandma's little fucking little house on the prairie covers aren't gonna get down and dirty, bro? Like your grandma is a kinky bitch. Anybody that's listening to this, I promise you, if your grandma's <laughs> reading those smut novels. She'd be twirling that pearl, I promise you. No. You know what I'm saying? Just know that. Just know your grandmother knows how to get down and dirty. Um, so to me, I mean, there's a, there's a giant market for this type of stuff. Um, but uh, my favorite, though, uh, because when this came on, uh, everybody's good. You know, they were doing spoofs and things like that of this whole thing. Uh, they did a book read with Gilbert Gilbert Gottfried oh, reading God. the entire oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm going to tell you right balls now. Balls just went right up inside of my body. By far one of the funniest things you'll ever listen to in your oh, entire life. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. It was absolutely hilarious. But you can only get through like a couple of pages after that. You're just like, all right, Gilbert, got it. Got it. Ugh. I can't imagine. So I mean, we can we can safely say that this probably was a, it's not the best movie in the entire world. I mean, what is there anything good that was going on in it? I know, I know. Cinematography looked pretty good. It was fine. Art it direction just, was kind of cool. Everything looking. was uh, just very flat to me. Yeah, I just felt like I felt. I mean, yeah, you know, I thought I thought the the set design. <laughs> And everything was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting choices. Even the end kind of pissed me off. The way that they ended it. Dude. It just was, was so like, abrupt. That's it? Yeah. That's, that's exactly it? literally what I said. Where, and here's the thing. She, um, he, she, she tells him. She's like, whip me six times so I understand. Uh-huh. So he does. And she starts crying and she goes, I can't believe you whipped me six times. I don't understand. You just asked you him. Just you just wanted that. that. You literally said that. Literally. <sighs> yeah. She was just like, don't listen to what I'm telling you. And then it just abruptly ends with her getting on the elevator. Like, yeah. the... What the fuck? Like, I just was so I understand mad. It's like a callback, obviously, to like how they first kind of met. But at the same time, it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Really? The, the script writer of this, there, there was original script writer. Uh-huh. And the lady who wrote the books, she was able to negotiate because all these studios wanted it. She was able to negotiate getting final call and everything. Get the fuck out of here. Which was a huge problem. I was about to say, did she butcher everybody's ideas? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, the The writer of it... Um, had to compromise so much that she said that the the final script was like fifty percent hers and fifty percent the writer of the book, because she kept like veto and overruling everything and stuff like that. Now, one of the things that I think the director wanted or thought would be a good idea was uh, when she gets in the elevator, Christian tries to get in the elevator with him, and she just says red, and then the elevator door shuts. Now I'm like, that would have been a lot better than just silent whatever because yeah. that's a callback yeah you know because that that whole callback of like your safe words red and yellow and shit uh-huh. like that 
was kind of like it reminded me of Jack and Jill with a little boy that taped things. There was no there was no uh, button but at the end of do it. Do you realize though? Like that's actually a really great button to put at the very end of this movie. What saying red? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That literally that one lo- that one word will tie this entire fucking because thing together. there is no because payoff. Well, and here's the interesting Without thing it. about having that last line being the the bow is because. What happens is she was already involved in this thing, minus the contract anyway. Yeah. Right? And she knows it. That's why she keeps going back into this mm-hmm. thing, right? She, she I mean, likes she was it just curious. as much. Exactly, right? She that gave, is such a she gave him her flower. She didn't know any better. And that's such a wonderful way and simple way of being like, Red, we are done. Yeah. Yeah. You've reached that mark for uh-huh. me. And she hasn't even signed the contract. Yeah. Like, that's the cool. That would be, that to me, I'd have been like, oh, shit. That would have felt right. had that some finality felt, to the movie. Right, exactly. It would have wrapped everything together pretty decently. Minus the, you know, poor emotional <laughs> arcs or whatever. But that I think I would have been like, all right, that's how you end it. How did I mean, did she even say anything? Or no, she nothing. Just, it just went nothing. Bing. Yep. Oh, Jesus. She just got in there crying. But it was so weird because like <laughs> Yeah, it was so weird because earlier he like slaps her on the ass once or spanks her or something, and then uh-huh. she cries on the phone with her mom. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. he's telling you what he – you've seen that room. Yeah. You know what he's into. That's like mild compared to like – Yeah, you're going to cry for a shit. fucking spanking? Yeah, like I don't think this place is for you, my dear. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Why do you keep coming back to this? I mean granted he's like a stalker. He's like, you can leave anytime. Totally cool. Did you sign it yet? Yeah, pretty much. Did you sign it? Yeah, no rush. Do what you want to do. No pressure. None at all. And then it's just like, what are you doing? Did you you sign it? You're like, why the hell are you in the bathroom with me? Get out. Hey. You are going to wash your hands, right? Dude, that'd be a funny-ass <laughs> spoof idea, by yeah. the way. <laughs> she just goes home from college. It's all fucking Christmas, and she's having dinner, and then all of a sudden, he's just standing on the side. How about Nudge Santa? Her <laughs> dad's about fucking... ready to cut. Um, it should be Don Johnson's about ready uh-huh. to cut the turkey, and she looks at her plate. She looks back up. It's him uh, cutting, cutting the turkey. Did you sign it? Did you sign? It's like, <laughs> yeah. where did what my dad go? What the fuck are you doing? Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too uh, funny. Angelina Jolie was offered the chance to direct this, but she declined. Yeah, no shit. Because yeah. the story probably sucked. Um, yeah. She's probably going through all that shit with Brad, you know? And yeah, probably. It, you know what I mean? They used remote control cameras for the majority of the sex scenes so the set could be more private for the actors. That's cool. So um, basically, they really fucked. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Good for them. The movie is banned in Kenya due to prolonged and explicit sex scenes. Anyone who distributes or shows the movie is liable to perse- prosecution. As it should be. It's a terrible movie. It's not I mean, worth you going to jail. Like, if no, you're going to show all. this movie, you should probably go to jail. <laughs> They're like, but I need to see a titty. <laughs> the sex scenes constituted 14 minutes and 17 seconds of their runtime. 14 minutes? 14 minutes. I was so bored during the sex scenes. I was so I was bored. Not. I know I was you having weren't. sex. You know, a lot of the uh, pubes were digitally added. Get out of they here! They were modesty little little patches, like little um, uh, like like uh, toupees down uh-huh. there. Yeah, foupees, if you will. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of it was digitally altered to like add it, which is interesting. This kind of like reminds me of when uh, for Waterworld and Kevin Costner digitally added like hair to make his hair not look so receded. Oh, that's funny. Which that failed miserably. Um, (laughs) Each cast member learned their lines in five days. 
which kind of makes sense because with the dialogue when they're sitting it there were unnatural pauses where i'm like are they trying to remember their lines well that's interesting that you tell that you say that they learn their lines in five days that doesn't really give them much time to really absorb the material no so maybe the maybe the emotion was on the page but it wasn't with the actor wasn't conveyed wasn't conveyed that's interesting yeah um dakota received minor whiplash when when he threw her on the bed uh, uh, can you not throw me so hard, please? God, it's it's not like this is going to be. This is just sexy. And- this is how how uh, <laughs> open France is. So, in many countries, this film has received a rating which prevents minors from watching it. Obviously, yeah. um, some even banning it. However, in France, the film has received a twelve rating. So you can be 12 to see it. And according to the president um, of the National Center of Cinematography, the rating wasn't even unanimous because some reviewers thought the film didn't need an age restriction at all. I don't think it does. I don't know, man. Like what? What? In all honesty, what is going on? That's that crazy. Well, I mean, it's like the BDSM stuff. I feel, like, and even their the all different versions of sexuality. I find this is the thing that I don't like about our society is that we're so restrictive on on when things can be seen, when things can't be seen. Like, especially twelve years old, you're learning about sex, you're learning about intimacy, you're learning about what those things are. You're not going to hide that shit. That's why we got a bunch of fucking Midwest kids shitting out children. You know what I mean? Because they weren't properly educated on a lot of that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but man. even the the American BDSM community didn't like objected to this because uh-huh. they thought, for one, they like some of the stuff that was in that red room that he was doing to her. That's not for amateurs. That's for more experienced. Which is like, whoa, there's like levels. That's well, crazy. But they're like, they're like, that's. And they also thought that it well, wasn't don't you think a if you good have one giant red room, you're going to have like some of the stuff that's for amateurs, some of the stuff that's like, sure, you know, blo- and the motherfuckers are pretty buy it all. But it's interesting. They have this whole protocol where BDSM's like, that's not accurate for an amateur. Well, but they, but she didn't even use any of that stuff on her. That's what I'm saying. Really? Like, Except for the one time. The one thing that the BDSM like community bitch. is just like, that's not for a beginner. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. Who knows? Who cares? It looks legit. That's what it looks like. It, it looks like they're about to fucking kill oh, Jesus yeah, that again was, yeah. in that place, and, and you're good to go. When they walk in at first, Dakota <laughs> hadn't seen the set before they walked in because the director wanted her to have like a natural reaction to look at. But I don't remember any spectacular reaction. She was just like, oh, okay, this is probably what <laughs> I it. imagined in my brain. Yeah, right. You know, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Our department did really good, didn't they? It's <laughs> uh, exactly what I thought in my mind. This was filmed in Vancouver, um, but apparently, like, they pissed off a bunch of the residents because of the commotion in the production. So, like, you have, <laughs> like, one man ring a cowbell out of his apartment window, ruining a bunch of, like, the shots and stuff. But my the crazy thing is Vancouver is very busy production city. So it's like, what were they doing that's yeah, different dude, than there any wasn't other anything production? Cra- they weren't like doing car chase scenes and shit like I that. I wonder if they're trying to guerrilla shoot some of the stuff where they maybe didn't have permits or something. Because literally mm. like almost all of Greg Berlanti's DC stuff on on uh, the CW is shot in Vancouver. There's a lot right, of stuff. Right, right, right. So it's like, what did they do that you're not supposed to do that actually pissed off residents? Huh. So I thought that was kind of interesting that's that is very interesting um but yeah it just it, basically it, it says like uh the the author of the book she clashed with a scriptwriter. Well, um dude. she clashed with the director because she had final say in a lot of shit so after a while the director's like you know what okay i'm a, she just stopped fighting her on stuff and i think 
probably, if anything, that's probably the reason why this didn't have a perspective. Yeah. Because a filmmaker's probably like, okay, I get yeah, it. They're so castrated. Yeah. By the very end of this thing. I mean, that. To be honest, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Because it could be, I can see where it could have potentially have been good. If there was a perspective. You know, if there was a perspective, I think it Because the writer wanted okay. to make everything as loyal to the book as possible. But the problem is not everything translates to screen from a book. Yeah. You have to have a specific perspective. Even if it's the same perspective as the book, you have to, it's a different medium. Right. So it's just, it honestly seems like. She was so like controlling of this yeah. shit. Just because there's a voiceover that feels like the narration throughout the book doesn't mean that there needs to be that perspective yeah. in the movie or things, yeah. you know, don't need to be there. Yeah. Or you can take a scene that wasn't much and expand it because it's an interesting, sure. you know, uh, I'm adapting a book right now. Uh, and it's interesting because looking at it as a writer, I'm realizing that there's things in this book that work really, really well for the novel, but, but would be yeah. very difficult to portray mm -hmm. in a, in film. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of, that sets everything up for me, you know, knowing that, uh, that perspective, I do feel like probably all the, you know, the screenwriter and the director, you know, they probably just like fuck it too tight so then comes my next question though was it successful in the box office it did really well did it it did insanely well uh -huh. um and obviously like the sequel's out now but what m gives me hope for our society is the sequel is not pacing as well as the first one well my my thought though is my assumption that the first one did well because the book did so well and everybody was curious yep. enough so there was like this this you know the tsunami of people cruising yeah what was the reviews like? Awful. So, well, of course, then I was going to go see the second one. You know, you you kind of slapped well, everybody in yeah. the face. I mean, know? even with the fans. like You'll it, trickle them in, yeah. right? Just to be curious, right? Like, that's how I feel like Divergent. What happened with Divergent? Because I read, my wife and I, we read those. And they're great books, right? The first one totally fell flat you know in my opinion and then but i was i kept what i kept going back to see the other ones because i wanted to see how they finished it i didn't really like the content though i was curious how they were going to deal with the technology mm. and how they're going to play with a lot of that type of stuff mm -hmm. uh so i guess for me like going to these like trilogies or whatever i can understand why people are still going but it doesn't surprise me that there hasn't been that good of a review for the second one well the second one had even worse reviews but then but you could it's obvious that fans were not happy with the first one uh -huh. or else this would be just as big, if not bigger. It's but just, it's pacing yeah. like double digits behind what the first one did. Mm. It's kind of like with The Hangover 2. People love The Hangover, so they flocked to see Hangover 2, and it did so much better than the first one. But then the third came out, and it didn't do it anywhere did, near yeah. as good as the first one right? because people hated the second one. And right. so – same thing with the Divergent series, where like the final movie is going to be a TV movie. That's how bad the what? last one in the box office did. Uh -huh. Oh shit! And because of that, some of those actors aren't going to be back because contractually they're, they're only like, nope. obligated yeah, for, for the cinema. Yeah, for, for cinema. The but yeah, it did so wow. badly. The second half of that final <laughs> book is going to be made for TV. Well, you know what? That's what that bitch gets. In all, in all honesty, the yeah. fucking author. That's what you fucking get for strangling your mm. children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now could, you got a retarded mm -hmm. one. That's what happens. That's <laughs> it, what happens. You know what? It, this one could have done so much better if she would have just let people do her thing. Uh -huh. She got paid. Like, you are a control freak on a medium yeah. you don't understand. Let the fucking filmmakers do their goddamn job. Mm -hmm. 
Because you know what I mean? once again, mediums are different. Like I uh, wrote the pilot for um, our buddy Todd for his live action comics uh-huh. um, might get picked up as like a series. Well, his are in comic book form. And so he brought me on to write it as a script. And I based the pilot script off of a couple of like the first two comics and chose bits and pieces because it's a different medium. You yeah. can't, it doesn't have the same flow. There's logic jumps you can do in comic books because your imagination fills in the blanks and things right. like that. But in a TV show or movie, you have to explain like logically how things get there. Mm. You can't just be like, well, just make something up in the brain, <laughs> you know? So right. like, it's a different medium and you have to treat it like a different medium. And if you don't know that medium, get the fuck away from it. Yeah. No, I got it. I mean, I seriously. Get it. Well, well, that's really all I have. On yeah, that. dude, I don't got much else, man. I mean, so basically, we loved it. Oh, of course, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Yeah, the sex game is really fun. If you got, if you got a loved one, I would. I have, did not do that, but I would recommend it because I was miserable Highly. through the whole yeah, thing. Exactly. I was drunk by the end. I didn't mean to be. I don't like getting drunk by myself, but like, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I had to drink till the end. But I was definitely emotional drinking. Actually, I'm like, this is bullshit. Oh yeah, I understand this. <laughs> Believe you me. So, um, all right. Well, what's making you hard this what's week? What's making me hard this week? Uh, I just finished the Santa Clarita diet. How was that? I enjoyed it. It was a slow burn for me. Uh, but you know what's more? The most compelling thing is the hook. The hook mm. is the most compelling thing for me. It has Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. and... Timothy uh, Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant in it. Um, and it's... Basically, she she has this... This need to eat people. <laughs> kind of a zombie ass. Yeah, you know, that's the only thing that was kind of like, really? You couldn't have fucking figured out anything else other than this, like, zombie type of possibility. Yeah, but she's not quite that, though. You'll see. You have to watch it. It, it You're kind of getting into the, pilot. The, 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 the mythicalness, the folklore mm. of all this stuff. You got to watch the rest. Minus that, though, I think it's a fucking it's a pretty entertaining uh, tale. And there's things that on there that I saw that I was just like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. So it was, it was very surprising because I had no idea what to expect. Mm. Um, and we kind of binged it over like a week or two. Something like that. Because there's only 10 episodes in a 30 minutes of piece. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing too crazy. Um, but you, you know what? We enjoyed it. I thought nice. it was pretty fun. So I highly recommend it. Nice. For me, I'm actually uh, recommending something that's already super popular that uh, probably doesn't need endorsements from me. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. But it was amazing. So, like, Comedy Bang Bang. Uh-huh. I stopped listening to that shortly after they got the UF, what's it called? The IFL, chan- or what's the IFC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the IFC channel when they had their, like, talk show Comedy Bang Bang on there because I, have you ever listened to it? It's where yeah. you have the host, Scott Ackerman, and a couple other hosts, and usually they have someone pretending to be a character every episode. Is that episode. where uh, What's-His-Name got started? Uh, the Musician? Yes. Yes. You know, Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts. Uh-huh. That's where he got he started, He does the right? theme for that, theme got song it. for that. Um, it used to be so funny. Paul F. Tompkins does so many characters on there. He's hilarious. But once that show, once the podcast got its own TV show, I felt like Scott Ackerman, the host of it, started thinking he was hilarious so uh-huh. he would kind of and it's like no no dude you're the straight man you're the interviewer like stop every time he'd be funny it would piss me off because <laughs> i'm like you're not even supposed to be the funny one you're not but you definitely aren't the f- it's supposed to be uh-huh. um but for some reason like i just decided to start listening to it again because i i mean i like the format i like uh-huh. that thing 
Uh, they have – it's episode 463, the Christmas episode, has so many people on there. Jason Madzukas is, like, nice. on there just as himself. But, like, it keeps going. It's – let's see. Yeah, it's, like, almost three hours long. But it keeps going where all these characters keep getting added. And I'm driving, like, busting a gut. Like, <laughs> it's painfully funny. And it just builds and builds and builds. Nice. And it's – Probably the funniest podcast I've ever heard. Oh, really? Yeah. So even if you don't like the show or don't listen to it normally. Check it out. Episode 463. It's just titled like Xmas. And it okay. has a bunch of, but oh my God, like I saved it. It's the only episode of any podcast I have saved in my phone. It's like, <laughs> I want to hear it again because it's so funny. Dope. There, There's two characters that run their, their business is failing miserably where, um, they're running a, uh, a laundromat that has only hot water runs into it so they can so they can only do a certain type of clothes so it's called whites only oh jesus <laughs> they're like it's not doing very well people are very confused by what this place is <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so yeah it's it's pretty great so and there's so many other characters all right cool man i'll Highly check that out that. all right awesome. i haven't i haven't heard their stuff i've i know about reggie watts on the show and mm-hmm. i've seen like snippets of it like through youtube or whatever yeah. but i've never really seen it yeah just so. listen to that one you have to let me know what you think all right cool man awesome all right tune in next time because next time we're going to be talking about the 1987 classic the princess brad i love that movie me too all right well till next time till next time we out